everybody. Welcome back to Starfield Raw. I am one of your hosts, Joe the Widget, and I am joined by my fellow hosts, starting with Thing One, Mr. Rook. I'm not a thing. And welcome back, everybody. I'm glad to be talking about what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, got some goodies. And Thing Two, Archon. Okay, maybe I am a thing. Hey, everybody, <laughs> it's, it's Archon. Welcome back to the show. Now, we apologize right at advance for what happened last week on our audio. Uh, that was a software glitch. That software glitch has been ironed out, and we should sound right on the money this week, hopefully. Hopefully. It's been a long week for all three of us. <laughs> uh, I know Rook's starting to feel better, so that's a good thing. Ish. I'm still really tired after a long day at work. Well, yeah, that's just that's called life. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's work. If you're so, not tired at the end of the day, you're doing it wrong. Right. So we, yeah, we're I know, gonna, right? We're going to talk about combat like we discussed last week. Uh, I'm going to go into some of the details I came up with and what I've been researching on. And then we're going to do a little uh, sci-fi game comparison with Rook. He, he, he found some information about like these side-by-side comparisons to other sci-fi games. I think he got some very interesting information on there. We're going to have a good dis- discussion about that. And Archon is going into some details about the factions. Well, what we know about them. There, again, there's very little information. Even though we're about, what, two and a half, three weeks away from launch? Two and a half? Three or two and three. Well, three. Uh, two and a half, three, somewhere around there. It's yeah, a little, it's like 22 days. But, uh, yeah, so but that's still being very tight-lipped about a lot of details about the game. But as we learn them, we will bring them to you. But first, we're going to get into some news. There's a little bit that came out this week. Uh, some of us are a little bit more than a week old, but we wanted to verify before we talked about and one of them is that the Starfield preload, the pre-download, has begun today. It's been confirmed for Xbox players. I don't know about PC, though, in particular Steam, but it has been confirmed for the console. So if you have a preload or pre-order, then it should have started to download today. If not, log in, and it should start to download. And just yeah, a that- little disclaimer, when he says today, we record these things on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, and right. release them on Fridays. So it should two days ago when you're listening is when you do you know, the pre-download. Yeah, that, that's a good catch. Good catch. <laughs> August forget. 9th, everybody. August 9th is when it started the pre-download. And it actually makes sense because there's probably going to be millions of people downloading this game. So you're not going to want to be bogged down by trying to download it from servers that are overtaxed. And this brings me to the other news article. Um, it has been reported to be 125 gigabit download on launch. Uh, yeah, that's what it's recorded to be. Um, a lot of people think that's really huge, but that's on par with WoW, and it's also a small update for Call of Duty. I was gonna say, yeah, that's Call- like a minor update <laughs> for Call of Duty. Yeah, Call yeah. of Duty's huge. If you're a Diablo 4 player, that game alone is almost 100 gigs, so... It, it's, it's big, but it's not that big. Yeah, really? it's it's on par with most Blizzard games, and I think even Fallout Four on my computer takes up a decent amount of space. But yeah, that, that's it is on par with modern games. Um, it's a little bit of a, a comparison. Skyrim Special Edition, with all the goodies and extras they put they released years ago or a few years after launch, is one fifth the size of Starfield. Yeah, it, it is, but uh, the way I look at it is this tells me that Starfield's probably going to be more graphically intense. Probably a lot oh, of texture packs are going to be downloading. Oh, well, there's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, either way, I got the space. I'm ready for this game. <laughs> but that's, can, can we but have that's it now? Me a game. <laughs> can we have it now? Yeah. We want to play now? 
We won't talk about it until you say we can. I need something to consume my life. (laughs) Oh, that's going to happen. I actually took um, the September 1st through the 6th off of work so I can be consumed by this game. I'm most likely to be playing it at work, so I don't need to take (laughs) the time off. With my job, I just don't don't have time for that. Oh, yeah. yeah, go ahead, Jer. Oh. I was going to say, yeah, I can't take the time off because of my schedule for the next three weeks is going to be torture at work. Yeah, we all have other jobs, people. We don't just do this for a living. So, <laughs> <laughs> GamesCon, uh, there's been a big talk about that because they're doing a 300-seat theater setup for people who are attending the convention. Um, this is occurring just a few days prior to the launch of Starfield. So, what... Bethesda's confirmed is that they're going to have a showcase in that theater, so a video. And going off of what happened in the same scenario with GamesCon for Fallout 4, they did show actual gameplay footage of the first, like, 15 minutes of the game being played. It was a closed-door event. Unfortunately, someone did record it secretly, and it did leak. But, you know, that's what we're guessing this is going to be. It's a closed-door event, most likely going to be the first few minutes of the game. And they're not going to have any kind of playable demo during GamesCon. It's not something that Bethesda has ever done in the recent, real recent, like 15, 20 years. They just don't do that. It's not their style. Yeah, you know more about this stuff than I do. Um, all I know is that I haven't seen anything confirmed about what they're showing on video. I've just seen it heavily confirmed. They're not doing any demos whatsoever. Yeah. And they didn't do that for Skyrim. They didn't do it for Fallout 4. They didn't do it. The only thing they did was a playable demo for Fallout 76 expansion. Not the actual Honestly, game, I, just the expansion. I didn't even know that. But then again, I don't really pay attention to GamesCon because uh, I like to be surprised. And I found out that can be a very bad thing when you have games like, what's that biggest failure in recent years? By cyber, uh, Cyberpunk, that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All that hype for nothing. I know, right? I have a good feeling and strong under strong authority this is not going to be the case with this game. Well, yeah, Bethesda hasn't released a bad game since I've been playing their game. Well, they did. Uh, they did take Fallout 76. That one wasn't very good. It was, Fallout it was 70, very mediocre. Fallout 76 was very me- mediocre on release, but it has gotten better. Oh, yeah. It, it's, I it's, actually it's, enjoy it. It's fantastic now. And you and I played several hours together on that game. Mm-hmm. But that was after they fixed everything. But that's on the same basis. Uh, that's what one of the issues I have with modern gaming is instead of releasing a good game right out the bat, they can just send updates. And so they aren't so worried about releasing a great game. Just going to say, I tried their, uh, their their recent Xbox exclusive title, Redfield, when it came on uh, Game Pass. And I think it took it. I think it took longer to download the game than I actually played it. It was that bad. It, it's kind of like a fallout but with vampires type game okay well let's put it this way it, well the ESO when they <laughs> launched it was a different division and it was people had a lot of problems with that in the beginning the game's amazing now probably it's considered the best MMORPG out currently that's again based on you know your per- your personal preferences but the game is doing phenomenal However, when it comes to their first person, their, their main studios, RPGs, the main title RPGs, like Fallout 4, Skyrim, uh, Oblivion, things like that, those have always been 
pretty dang good on release. Skyrim had its fair share of bugs, and they did patch it out. That's to be expected. When you're working with a game this big, there's going to be bugs. Yeah, but you also got to think about it like this. Bethesda's not known for MMOs. No. They're they're known for their epic RPG. Right. Yeah. Which is and I mean, honestly, honestly, let me ask you a question. When was the last time you can remember buying a game on release and there weren't bugs? I'm racking my brain because there was one. That had it's very been few, a while. But it's yeah. been a while. It and seems the, like there's always some bugs to work through, but they're always manageable. In the Internet era, I can't remember one. It's been a long time. Now, before that, when they would go, what they call pre, they go gold, and that was three months before launch, the entire studio was in an uproar, and you live there 20 hours a day, seven days a week, <laughs> making sure the game had as little bugs as possible that they, what they considered S-class, A-class, and they tried to get rid of as many as B-class as they could. A-class was a game crash. So any, any bug that would cause the game to crash, you'd lose your progression of the game. A-class was a legal, legal bug. Obviously, they can't release with those. B class were could be crashes, but they would not lose progress of the game, would not hamper the game. So they tried to get rid of many of those as possible. But nowadays it's like, oh, we've got a couple of A class bugs we know about it. We'll just go ahead and repair it. It's gonna be rare if someone's gonna find it. <laughs> and we'll just patch it in later. That's that's uh a good point with Cyberpunk, because they release with a crap ton of uh S class and B class bugs. <laughs> And they were able to work most of them out. I'm not sure if they're 100% clean yet. Let's Honestly, I've heard so many bad things about that game that I never even played it. Yeah, Starfield. Yeah. This game, we, we <laughs> I have a strong feeling it's going to come out really good. They've been putting a lot of effort and a lot of manpower behind this game. So I'm really they, hoping we'll have great results when it comes out. They what, announced it like two years, three years ago? Yeah, it was no longer than that. Yeah, first announcement a was a long time ago. I'd say almost five years ago. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And they've been working on it for Ooh, say, at least eight years prior to that. Yeah, probably. But, yeah. I am uh, so excited for this game. It just needs a release already. Okay. Well, let's talk about the combat. There is a lot to this game, and it's exactly what you would expect from a Bethesda RPG title, one of their primary RPGs, and that's choice these games are all about choice how you want to play the game is how you're going to play the game they give you just a wide broad of avenues and options and say here go for it because everything's going to work if you just play how you want to play and that's one of the biggest things i've been noticing in combat they have any you can be a long a long range sniper with stealth abilities you can do up close in your face grunt you can do nothing but explosives it's your option and they have a ton of different types of firearms and melee weapons. Like, for instance, they have shotgun classes, assault rifles, sniper rifles, bladed short weapons, energy weapons, throwables like grenades and mines. And when we, There's going to be multiple different types of both. The only thing they've really shown other than a frag grenade is a cryo mine, which some people believe that might be um, something that has to be researched. I think a lot of these are going to be things you have to research, uh, especially, well, not especially, but more like uh, cryo, probably a lot of your high-end energy weapons, and if they have laser swords, probably those will be re 
from laser swords. <laughs> oh, okay. Laser swords. Lasers. Is it really a sci-fi game? Is it really a sci-fi game without laser swords? I don't know. With the force power look-alike, we might have <laughs> lightsabers. Oh, oh, we can. somebody <laughs> modded it. Somebody modded in. <laughs> right. Okay, so they also have hatchets. Seen that in a couple of the videos and their short little stint bits. I don't know if they're throwable or not, but I'd imagine they would be. So I'm, so I'm assuming there's throwable melee weapons. They've got pistols, submachine guns, mini guns, which is like your heavy machine guns, grenade launchers, and mag weapons, your magnetic, super fast firing, multiple projectile may- weapons of mayhem and death. Or to those of us who play any other game, your gauze cannons. <laughs> yeah. The BFG. <laughs> I wonder if there's going to be like a BFG in this game. Something that you can research at max level and have this epic nuke. Just have like... Like Fallout 4 throwback. Like a holdable jet (laughs) engine that just launches like a stream of fire in front of you. That'd be great. Yeah. And this is... A railgun that launches nukes. Yeah, I I thought about that. I'm wondering if they're going to have something like railguns. So those high-speed magnetic, like, heavy projectiles. Because they showed the the magnetic what the, mag, the magnetic weapons that they showed were had like those multi-barrel laser-guided rapid-fire weapons that just mowed through everything. Not to sway any decisions, but I hope uh, when the when the community chooses my class, they choose this uh, like a stealth hand-to-hand class because I really want to do that. Nope, they're gonna make <laughs> you pick a character that has a hatchet, wears plaid, and has a big beard. You can only use hatchets. <laughs> not, no, no, no. They're not going to like choose what my character looks like. They're going to choose what my class is. I'm right. probably going to be like a chef with a knife or something. I'll, I'll run around with a chef knife or something. You can choose your own weapons. It's like do the classes. I mean, you have to stick to a particular weapon type. No, but it would be yeah, fun. Yeah, but if, I don't, if I'm not like a stealth class, then there's no point in going hand-to-hand weapons. I don't know. The punching stuff I've seen in that video, you could go just run up to a guy and punch him. No stealth needed. I was wondering about that. I was thinking when I was looking at all these multiple different weapon types they have in the game with that that, that we know of, I'm wondering if they're going to have some kind of like melee build that you can do or no weapons at all, just going around and just punching the crap out of everything. No, they did say on the videos that there is definitely going to be ways to do hand-to-hand where you can punch somebody and send them flying across the screen. Yeah, I know that, but my point was, is like, like he can use butts for weapons, stuff like that, if there was some way you can build specifically for that. Imagine, ah. imagine if you can punch him across the screen and then use some type of force power to pull him back. And <laughs> him like, boom, suck him back, boom. That would be great. Just ping pong him around. Punch him, suck him in, heal him, punch him, suck him in, <laughs> heal him. <laughs> like one of those paddleboard things where you hit the little ball on the string, just ping. Pong, ping, pong. That'd be great. That's one thing I did not see is any kind of blunt weapons. How cool would it be to run around in space with a baseball bat? I'm sure there has to be. Like, <laughs> pick up a random pipe or something and just, just go to town. There has it, to be. It is Bethesda. They like putting a lot of quote-unquote junk in their game, so you might get a stray pipe you can just pick up and start beating people with. Random wanna... frying pan. <laughs> I want a Louisville slugger. From old Earth. God, My question though is, is, is how is how is the jet pack, the jetpack gonna play into combat? Uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna get into next was the movement. And the jetpack what, what they call a boost pack. It's a jetpack, come on guys. Huge game changer. And it can add a massive variety in a, in a in a dynamic way to the combat. I mean, especially when you take in the very the variables of gravity. 
no <laughs> gravity, low gravity, and even I'm wondering if they're going to have um, higher levels of gravity so you're more planted, so you really can't on, jump. Based on screenshots I've seen, yes, they will have high gravity. But that's going to be brutal, especially yeah. if, say, you can grab your opponent and jump up with it and then just let them go. <laughs> exactly. And the only way you're going to be able to jump is with the boost pack. Without it, mm -hmm. you're toast. And I'm also wondering if there's ways you can upgrade or change the boost pack or if it's just going to be a standard. Like if there's a way you can add more power to it, have more of a uh, horizontal thrust to it. There's still just so much information we don't know. And that one, would, I, just that, bring, I just want to bring death from above, just <laughs> all down on top of people. <laughs> well, the, the, the jet pack or quote unquote boost pack uh, reminds me, every time I've seen the videos of that, reminds me of Halo jumping around high, firing rockets, or just unloading on people. There was a Call of Duty that had something similar to that. It was like a temporary boost you could do. It was um, not Modern Warfare, it was Advanced Warfare. I don't remember that one. I know in Destiny it's very similar to where you can boost mm -hmm. up and slowly fall. You know, I've played it a few times. I've been to a few Halo parties. So, Dude, some of, I mean, I've played so, it a few times. Some of my best memories come from uh, when I was first in my military career. Uh, I was able, we had actually, my roommates would go up to our rooms, grab our TVs and Xboxes, come down and do LAN parties in our living room. We used to do that at my old boss's house. We'd have like four Xboxes set up around the house and we'd just have big LAN parties, have four people on each Xbox. See, that's what make this game so much better if they had LAN capability. Years and years ago, in a land and time far, far away, I used to work at uh, Best Buy Geek Squad part-time, and they did an entire store land party with Halo once. That was my first foray into the multiplayer, and when I emptied an entire clip directly into someone charging me with a sword, didn't hurt them, and they took one swipe at me and killed me, I was done. See, you, you, just, let, you just let that kind of combat just ruin you. Me, I try getting better to figure out what I did wrong. Yeah, it, I didn't pick up a sword. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is something cathartic about shooting your boss in the face and, and watching them die. You know, <laughs> 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 <It's> like, <laughs> so, Especially after a long, long day. Primordial. So they, they get back, they get they, back on track. Yeah, they, they, um, so one of the big complaints I've had in previous RPGs with, uh, with Bethesda was kind of clunky combat, especially when it came yes. to movement. Uh, this does have a very vast improvement to that in the fact that the sprinting and actual sliding mechanics feel very fluid, similar to modern Call of Duty and the other ones like that. I can't think, but it looks from the videos very fluid and, and nice, just like we would expect from a good first person shooter. And I'm hoping it, it, it plays like that. But we again, we won't know until we get hands on with it. There is a um, full stealth system that's been confirmed with the whole stealth bar and all that. So that if that's your stick, that's um, something to look forward to. I, again, very little about how it's supposed to work. We know that there's the typical stealth meter where they, they, they see you or they think you might be there to kind of type of thing, but we don't know what levels and what plays into it. But one of the cool things about this that adds even more to the mechanics of all the different types of weapons is the ability to fully customize and upgrade your weapons. And the different parts that I saw from uh, zooming in on one of the, the video screenshots is the receiver and a, what they call internal was changed from like um, fully auto, semi-auto, different change of fire rates. Optics, magazine and battery. You can change your ammo type, 
your magazine size, as well as the muzzle. So you can add a muzzle brake, you can add a suppressor, and all this stuff is customizable and upgradable. So a on, lot like Fallout 4. Yeah, very, very similar to Fallout 4 weapon customization. I don't know if you can change melee weapons, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be an option. Might as well if you're changing everything else. Yeah, but it would only be like a couple <laughs> different things. I'm not, you're not going to add an optic to a knife. Hey, 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 hey. Says who? <laughs> I'm going to put a scope on my dad. Or something. I'm going to make a gun sword and put a scope on it. I want to make a viral sword, man. Let me upgrade to a viral sword. I think that's copyright. Yeah, it it is. Now we can call it a vibrating Then I don't want to know what you do with the hill. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, baby. I have a vibrating blade. <laughs> Force powers. We talked about this briefly during episode one when they showed it for half a second. It was actually like three or four seconds in the um, the reveal video. And it still is a, a whole ton of speculation. A lot of people are saying it's going to be similar to Shouts in Skyrim. Or it could be something that you could spec into that they're not revealing yet. Similar to like Force Powers in Star Wars. But again, we don't know what it's going to be, but we're pretty sure it's in the game. Well, it'll be one of those backgrounds we weren't able to see. And how it's going to play into the combat? It's like the biggest secret they've been keeping. Just don't know. So you can't write out all your goodies. Weapons have an effect on low gravity situations. Uh, they talked about this in the in the video as well. Uh, blessed weapons traditionally have a high kick, and they kick back, and they will push you backwards if fired in low gravity. And it's physics. But energy based weapons apparently do not have this, which. Again, I would imagine to be true because there's not very really any energy weapons in real life, and you will not be pushed back in low gravity. So what this was going to do is make you think about what weapons you're picking to equip before you go into certain environments. So I'd imagine different environment types will have a big role on whether you want to do um, ballistic weapons, energy weapons, even mag weapons. I don't know, the possibility I, of having, like, a high magnetic area could cause wreak havoc on a mag weapon? I don't know. I already have an idea with what to do with these weapons. I'm going to see how fast I can run away with something by shooting at it. <laughs> I wonder if it's going to have an effect on, like, aim and stuff, too. Like, if you're in a really high gravity area and you shoot a bullet, are you going to have oh, to bullet drop. higher because it's going to drop or, like... No, that's going to work. Yeah, that could change a big thing on what I'm planning on doing. That's mostly sniping. That could mess me up. Especially if I don't have yeah. any drop that, but any drop during a low-gravity environment. Right. Yeah. You, you'd have to take a few test shots every planet you go on just to figure out what what's going on. And I'm wondering if they have, like, a energy sniper rifles that would kind of help in those low-gravity environments. Probably. I think, uh, I think it'll be a lot fallout mm-hmm. in that case where you have energy rifles and stuff like that that you can customize to make sniper rifles yeah oh yeah oh for sure in three weeks the weapon selection menu looks pretty cool the little plus sign they have going on it looks like it could be very easy and responsive especially with controller i'm not sure how it's going to play out in pc probably just pressing like alt key and it pulls up and you slide it with your mouse or maybe number keys but um with controller, it looks like it's going to be a one-button push, one button push, and you just select it with your, your analog. And it looks like you can carry up to, I think it's like 20 spot, twenty weapons or 20 equipped items, whether it be throwables, weapons, or even healing items. So PC may be uh, running the numpad for those uh, 
keys. Yeah. Like they do in Fallout, or like they do in Fallout on PC. Or it could be an optional thing where you, you could have the option where you hit control, it pulls it up, you slide it with your mouse really quick, and you continue on. It looks like it's going to be quick, especially with controller. Yeah, it looks like that one's geared a lot towards it. But what we do know is what I just talked about. <laughs> There's not much more out there about it. Just some videos that they showed, and they talked about it briefly in some of the videos. What One thing about some, most gun-based games that really gets on my nerves is the unrealistic reloading and magazine count. So if you're shooting in a firefight, and you have two or three rounds, and you drop it, reload it, and you're back to full again, and those rounds that you supposedly dropped appear in your round pool. You'll play some Armor 3. You'll see really quick that's not the case. I say most. <laughs> and I'm yeah, that's one thing that can be annoying. Yeah, I'm wondering if um, Starfield's going to go along that trend where your ma- your your bullets magically go into your magazines. I would I assume so. Have laser bows. I would assume so. That's kind of the the general consensus on most shooter games nowadays. So, like, I would uh, I would assume that it's going to be that way. So, yeah. don't be now, surprised. A lot of people don't like those games where you're dropping a partially empty mag and you don't get that ammo back. It's sad to say it's not realistic, but that is the way of shooters these days. Um, Unless you're playing a sim like uh, I just mentioned it. Say Elite Dangerous? No, it was... uh, Armor Corps? No. That's how good my memory is in my old age. (laughs) <laughs> that's how good my memory is i literally arma three there you it's go. not like oh, arma. It was close. <laughs> it was not it's not like arma three where that's a military sim you drop in a partially loaded map it's going to disappear uh you're going to want in a video game like this you're supposed to be quote unquote the hero of your story so they're going to want you to be able to keep just firing. So when you go around a corner, just empty that magazine, have a full mag, turn around and shoot, and still have that ammo in you. Now, when I'm playing the game and I'm going through combat, I'm going to want that. Just be realistic. I'm not going to want to have to worry about my magazine count. All right. So it, we're gonna... There's a reason I don't play Armor 3 much. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. We're going to go ahead and move on. We're going to go into uh, Rook's little sci-fi game comparison. So what do you got, man? All right, so it's my turn now. So uh, I'm going to give credit to HQ Gaming News on YouTube. This is where I got a lot of this information because they did a good breakdown between these uh, four games. So the breakdowns between the three most popular um, sci-fi games or space sim games and Starfield. You have Star Citizen, No Man's Sky, Elite Dangerous, and Starfield in these comparisons. Uh, I'm going to start with the multiplayer. So all three of the games other than Starfield, have multiplayer. Uh, Some like it, some more than others. Take Elite Dangerous. Elite Dangerous is a one-to-one scale representation of our galaxy, and only 3-4% to of it has been explored by humans. That means if you play like I do in that game, where you explore most of the time, you're going to barely run into anybody. But if you go to the main hubs, you're going to see all sorts of other captains flying around. Or they give you the option to affect the universe and fly in single player, which is stupid in my opinion. But hey, this isn't about that. (laughs) Then you have No Man's Sky. 
which is huge. And uh, you'd be lucky if you run into anybody else unless you go to the Galactic Hub. Uh, yeah, for a while I thought No Man's Sky, you couldn't even see anybody at all because it was single player. I never saw anybody, no. ever. No, it's not single player. I've actually ran it really rarely, but I've ran into a couple of people every once in a while. But it's really more designed to game with your friends. That's why they allow you to have groups of up to four. Star Citizen, lots of people everywhere, and it's all PvP. So there's a lot of people that can be dicks when you're not in the right areas. And obviously, as we all know, Starfield sadly doesn't have multiplayer, even though Bethesda would release this with at least a co-op system so you can run around with a buddy. Again, that's not really their style. They put they yeah, I know. give most of the resources to the experience and not multiplayer. In some ways, I understand that. Other ways, I, I would love to see it, but I'm hoping that the modder who did the, um, the co-op for Skyrim does something for Starfield as well. Yeah, I do too. Um, that might be one of the mods I might try. Uh, but I, it's along the same portions of, say, Halo 5, which released with no co-op. Uh, the biggest reasons they did that was because if you add co-op, and it, especially split screen, you're going to have to tweak down your graphics a little bit so it can run the uh, each system can run the game. Uh, the next one I got is Seamless Transition. How big of a transition do you get from space to planet and planet to space? Now, as we all saw in the video, Starfield doesn't have Seamless Transition. Unlike the others, which do have uh, Seamless Transition. You can go from the planet and go straight up and you'll eventually be in space. Now... Yeah. All right, I get what you mean. The fact that you have to actually pick a landing spot in Starfield... Yeah, and, and then like there. loading the screen, kind of like Destiny. You gotta wait for it to load. But there's a reason for that, and it's one of my favorite reasons. Uh, Starfield, and this ties in with um, some of the other stuff. Starfield, their planet, their their system is some procedurally generated, but also a lot of handcrafted, and so it really has really great graphics on the planet based on everything we've seen. Yeah, and if they had a transition, you, the, it wouldn't be 125 gigs. It would be more like 300. Yeah. And you'd have to hope your computer doesn't log out, uh, crash, trying to load it all while you're landing. But if the way they did it allows the system to give it time to actually load the planet as you're landing on the planet. So everything around you is actually loaded in, and you're not waiting for it to load in when you hit the ground. So I, I, understand I that like reasoning. that idea. But I still would love the option to be able to at least fly around the planet. Yeah, I agree with that one. They should that that was. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, interplanetary travel. Uh, Star Citizen does it the fastest. They create it creates an instant wormhole, so it's instant. Or Starfield does this fast. It's an instant wormhole. It allows you to travel instantaneously. Some people might not like the fact that it's like that. It might ruin their immersion for them. But to me, jumping to the next planet, all right, cool. As long as it's a planet in that same system and I see the distance travel between the two, No Man's Sky, um, it's quick to get between their planets because everything's packed together. They're small systems. Yeah. Uh, Elite Dangerous, oh my God. Elite Dangerous is realistic distance between planets. 
And so their uh, frame shift drive, which speeds up uh, space around you, that allows you to transverse. And you can actually go, say, in the, uh, our solar system, you can fly to the Voyager probe. But it's going to take you about 20 minutes to get there because of how far out they are from Earth. Uh, so it's realistic, and it takes a while to get there. And well, that's not realistic. Uh, Realistically, it would take you about a year. I'm yeah. talking about size. I'm <laughs> talking about size, not the travel. <laughs> um, see, that would kind of tr- turn me off. Like I don't, I don't want to sit there and wait. I don't want to. I don't want to like be like, okay, uh, let's start traveling here. Okay, now I'm gonna go uh, wash the dishes and <laughs> yeah. go outside and mow the lawn, and then come back. Oh, right. I'm halfway there. Like, oh yeah, that, that would be so that's annoying. That's not fun for me. But I also do ex- exploration because it's a realistic one one to one representation of the uh, galaxy, and so I've actually been one of the ones exploring quote unquote the black, uh, and actually helping expand that bubble of where humanity lives. Uh, but Star Star Citizen does it. Uh, slightly, slightly different. The second fastest Star Citizen does quantum tunnels between locations. You can see everything passing you, but you can't leave the quantum tunnel. So Starfield, you will just jump into a wormhole and get to the other planet. That's an that's another thing I'm not 100% keen on. I like the actual travel between systems. Well, as far as, as we know. Well, as far as we know, but I got a feeling that's the way it's going to be just for the average gamer um not everybody's gonna like try like archon doesn't like the long traveling and like uh this brings me to my next point like i was talking about the galactic scale so no man's sky is completely huge it is the largest galactic in a galactic scale it is the largest game Oh, yeah, so you do cheap procedurally generated planets and systems. Yeah, and so in that case, you get a lot of the same creatures on different planets, no matter how far you jump from another planet. All the same Uh, gravity. And all the same gravity, yes. (laughs) Elite Dangerous is a one-to-one, as I've said before, is a one-to-one representation of our galaxy, but they do, and they do procedurally generate everything outside of the bubble. And you can't land on their uh, worlds with heavy atmospheres like Earth's atmosphere. You can't land on Earth, which is annoying in my opinion. But it's a little bit better because if you like doing exploration stuff and you can actually fly to the center of the galaxy, see Sagittarius A, the black hole. Um, Star Citizen is one solar system, but they the, that's one thing that they've done right is they've gone into detail in that solar system. I don't have a lot to say about that because I haven't really played Star Citizen that much because it's still quote unquote, I say that a lot, an alpha. They kind of sort of made me uh, swirly about playing their game right now. Starfield, it has uh, hundreds of systems. Uh, it's like 100 systems or hundreds of systems. Um, some, are, like I said earlier, some are procedurally generated, and then they also have a lot of handcrafted, which gives you a lot of detail. And I'm okay not having the ability to fly from the ground up to the sky, as long as the ground is actually good quality graphics. 
I'm a quality over quantity guy any day. Yeah, that's the way it's gotta be, man. Totally. Dude, now, like, here's, totally. <laughs> like, totally, dude. Let's go surfing on this one planet. Now, I have seen some videos where you might be able to go back to the soul system. That'll be the first thing I do as soon as I can. Yes, yeah, so here's a I, interesting little debate going on. Mm-hmm. Because they've released the fact that Earth is uninhabitable and can really? support life. Hmm. We don't know why yet, but they say that earlier in the game, you're going to go to Mars for the main story. And you're going to go into a quest that explains what happened to Earth. So as of right now, it looks like we're not going to be able to go to Earth. But in so, one of the screenshots, it shows him standing in front of the St. Louis Arch. Yeah, and there's been other information that's kind of conflicting it. So, maybe- Well, they say uninhabitable. That doesn't mean you can't go onto the planet. Because remember, you're in a spacesuit. I'll have to look up the interview, but there was someone who said that we may not be able to go to Earth, at least not for not in the beginning. No, it might be one of those things like uh, a more of a closer to mid to end game kind of thing. Yeah, all we know for sure is Earth's destroyed, and no one lives there. Yep. Sadly. Now, for those of us who are talking about this game, uh, let's remember Starfield is not a space sim sandbox like the others, so we can't expect it to be like that. This game actually has intriguing narratives, has good stories, has the same elements of a very good RPG, but it still is a space sim. It's just not the sandbox like you'd be used to with No Man's Sky, Elite Dangerous, or Citizen, uh, which has no real story. So I'm going to share a video, guys, with you off of the off the record here later on, but there's a gentleman who was being interviewed and he mentioned the fact that he may know somebody who was playing Starfield and said that they were com- he didn't go into details just said that they were completely mind blown with the amount of content in this game mm-hmm. even the side quest turned out to be as big as big or bigger than most main story quests in most games and that's that's one of the biggest selling points of this game is it's content it's Bethesda doing what Bethesda does best. They're good at telling stories. That's They're true. <laughs> good at keeping you engaged and, and making you want to f- see what's next. I have two developers that I follow because they make really good stories. Bethesda being one and the other one being... Square Enix? No, I've actually seen better stories in Square Enix from the guys who made. Uh, why is my mind going blank? Mass Effect, Bioware, Bioware. They actually have some really good stories. That's the reason why their Star Trek, uh, Star Trek, Star Wars, The Old Republic is still going strong because they switched over to storytelling. I don't know, man. I uh, have spent many, many hours going back and playing old Square Enix games just because the story is so good. Final so, Fantasy VII. My, I hate to say Final it, it's my Fantasy favorite VII story. Is, is quite good. My favorite story is a Capcom story. But honestly, the bet, like... Breath of Fire. Six, six has got a really good story. Thirteen had an amazing story. Breath of Fire is okay. My, I really like. Uh, oh, why can't I think of it? Uh, oh, I can't think of it now. The Soul Blazer series. <laughs> uh, a long day for all of us. 
<laughs> Illusion of Gaia. That game has uh, yes. a phenomenal story. I love that game. Mm-hmm. I love Gaia. But see, I don't play those games anymore. Unless right, I get an emulator. We're getting off track here. <laughs> we're getting low on No, we're time. not. We're talking video games. We're never off track. <laughs> I agree. I'm just trying to push it along. We're talking good story. So we're going to finish off this episode with Archon talking about factions and what information we've been able to gleam about them so far. Yeah, I know you guys have all been waiting for Archon's turn, but I'm sorry. There's just not that much about factions yet. That's another thing that they haven't really said a lot about because that would give away a lot of the story. But I do have what I could find. Um, Obviously, we know about Constellation. Constellation is the main faction of the game. You don't have a choice. This faction you will join because you have to join it for the main story. Um, it's, It's as soon as you find your first artifact you head to New Atlantis and find Constellation and join them. And you, that's basically what the mission is. I mean, that, that's, that's how your game starts. Um, outside of Constellation, you have uh, two other major factions. I guess you can kind of almost say three, but the two big ones are going to be your United Colonies and your Freestar Collective. Uh, the United Colonies is going to be your most powerful military big bad in the system um they are all about political and government force they have major control over all the systems uh they are also centered in new atlantis just just like constellation is um they are also in charge of the Sidonia, which is the mining colony on mars so you'll probably spend a lot of time with them and they're also one of the ones that I've that I've read about that have the biggest consequences for doing things wrong. So if you're um, into piracy or anything like that, you kind of want to avoid the United Colonies, or it's going to kind of mess up your experience a little bit. What little story I've, I've I've heard about is that there was this massive cult like um, faction wars that occurred after the destruction of Earth, and United yeah, Colonies was- had won that war. Yeah, it was the United Colonies, where it was the colony war, it was known as the Colony Wars, and it was basically the United Colonies fighting against the Free Star Collective, and Free Star Collective got rocked from the sounds of it, and that'll be pretty big in the story. Um, the Free Star Collective, they're like the exact opposite of your United Colonies. They're you know all about personal beliefs and individuality um their capital city aquila city you're gonna spend quite a bit of time there in the game too and you'll notice that everything is a lot of like free choice and um like it's 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 got kind of a westerny theme to it like i i've seen a lot of different videos where they compare it to the show firefly which yeah if you've we, heard we, we did me too. on this show yet if you've heard me on this show you know i love that show the it's the, best, it's the best sci-fi so show out there. good the fact that it only has one season is just a travesty thanks Criminal. fox um the the free star collective is made up of three major star systems um but the capital city of Aquila City is really where everything happens for that faction. That's where you're going to get most of your quests, things like that. And the city is walled because um, 
there is an alien species on that planet called the Ashta, which is kind of a predatory race, which is a hybrid between like a wolf and a velociraptor. And so they have to have these massive walls to be able to keep them out. Yeah, I know. I immediately I thought, hey, that's not like a cool mount. <laughs> <laughs> I want a wolf, a wolf raptor mount. That's sweet. Come here, buddy. I'm going to mount you. But whoa. That <laughs> took a your turn. With your vibrating sword. way too quickly. With my vibrating blade. That's just a vibrating blade in my pocket. <laughs> um, outside of that, there, um, those are your main huge story factions. There's also several smaller factions um there's the crimson fleet and the black fleet which from the sounds of it are kind of opposite polar opposites of, of each other um it sounds like they're kind of rivals so you can kind of choose one or the other um the crimson fleet sounds like the fleet the the one that everyone's going to join it's like a pirating faction they they just take what they want and pillage everything the, the black they fleet, just sound cool black fleet should have been the pirate man blackbeard come on I think so, but Crimson sounds kind of cool. Crimson Fleet. I don't know. Um, there's also a uh, a small faction. Well, I guess they're a little bit. They're they're one of the bigger faction, bigger small factions. We'll call it. Um, it's the Ryujin Industries, and this one actually sounds kind of fun. Um, it's like a it's it's a corporation that's basically they have a lot to do with Neon City, so a lot of their influences can be on Neon City around neon city and stuff and like in order to join their faction you have to apply for a job with them and get like hired in basically is that and, the one that they featured on one of those animated shorts yes that is that one i, I believe at least i mean that's what it sounds like and 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 everything all the descriptions i've heard from it that it i, I would assume that that's them um other than that, there's a couple small factions like House Varun and the Red Mile. They've kind of touched on them a little bit. You've seen them here and there, like in quick little snippets, but there's no information really out on them. So I would guess there's probably even more than that that we haven't heard of yet. Um, How I cool guess. would it be? How cool would it be if you could create your own faction, though? I mean, yeah. I mean, you that... have Adoran fans. So yeah, a crew, a large crew, and you could have. I, I believe we can have multiple bases. Uh, that's based on everything I'm seeing. It looks like that's what they're going for is a multiple base setup, so you can actually do stuff. So yeah, you would technically be your own faction if you got big enough. I mean, that would be kind of cool. Um, there are a few other ones like people have noticed, like in videos and in little snippets and screenshots here and there, like like names on parts for shipbuilding and things like that, that sounds similar to Ryujin industries, but like more into like technology and things like that. So they could also play into it, but it's just everything really else about the factions is really unknown. So, gotcha. I mean, the more information that we get, obviously the more information we can share, but that's, that's pretty much all that's out there right now. Now, I'm assuming these are all human, except for the Ash. Ash. Um, one of our Twitter followers wanted to know uh, about alien. Wasn't that Facebook? Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, and Facebook. The sorry, only, I'm... <laughs> I I kind of deep dived a little bit into alien races, and the only ones that they've really shown were the Ashta. Um, and there's also um, one of the minor factions. I believe it's House Verum worships. 
like serpents and there's like some type of serpent race that they worship which i believe is going to be one of the alien races but i couldn't find a name or anything for them i think they should add the silent yeah there's also a couple other um like religious factions as well in the game but they only show like the religion but they haven't released what the factions are yet so yeah it might be something similar well, we also got to remember, this is going to be uh, out in three weeks, so that might be something they might add in a, uh expansion or an update later on down the road. It is more I mean, a species. Yeah. Yeah, they've already announced I'm the first not... expansion. Well, at least the title yeah. of it. Yeah, and if you buy the premium edition or whatever it is, you get the expansion for free. So that's sweet. Probably what I'm going to end up doing is buying the uh, premium edition. Well, I got, I got to because I want that early access. Yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the only reason. For... <laughs> we got to get in there so we can get the content for the people. It would kind of stink to take September 1st off and not be able to play the game. That would be funny. I sit there and uh, forget they buy the uh, special edition and you are sitting here talking how great it is. I'm like... <laughs> I, uh, I, I've done that on a few launches of games and then you sit there for like six hours waiting for it to come up and you're just raging like i want to play <laughs> yeah the rough. only games i really played from launch though have been mmos so this will be my first actual non-mmo i play from launch yeah there's a there's a couple developers out there not bethesda but there are a couple developers out there that you pretty much know that you probably shouldn't take day one of a launch off Day two, day three, maybe you're safe, but day one, not not worth it. I won't mention any names, though. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I'm taking it off anyway. I don't care. Yes. <laughs> well, well <laughs> this game... Being a single-player game, game you should be fine. <laughs> yeah. Plus, if you pre-download, you'll already have it on your system, so you'll be able to play it as soon as it's good. As soon as the last time up, I'm done. I'm in. <laughs> Gotta yeah. think about it, man. Free downloads are great, but there's always that day one patch. There's always that release patch that's like another, oh, you downloaded 125 gig. Well, here's 26 more gigs that you have to download. We forgot to fix this. Sorry. It's coming out now. We can't let you download it all. Otherwise, you might find some way to play early. (laughs) That leads me back to what I really hate about modern games. (laughs) Man, that is. All right. Oh, the not releasing a completely finished game before it's ready oh yeah 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 we talked about that. <laughs> yeah we did that's why i cut off what i said it's or releasing half the game or releasing half the game and then six months later saying all right you can get the other half for 39.99 <laughs> yeah yes. that happens a lot where they'll make the full game and then they'll chop it to pieces and call it dlc right yeah it's yeah. so annoying all right well that's gonna Very be it much. for today's episode Hopefully the audio's situation's all fixed, which I'm, I'm I'm pretty certain it is. And we want to thank you guys so much for listening. We didn't get any emails this week. We had that one question about aliens, but again, we don't have any information other than what little we we talked about earlier. Um, so if you guys want to come, want to email us about a topic or want to make a comment about something and get your opinion across, uh, feel free to do so, and we'll most likely talk about it on the air. Starfieldraw at gmail.com. That's R-A-W. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at StarfieldRaw. Pretty pretty plain and simple. We talk about um, 
we'll give you a little information about the show as we as we get ready to uh, record and stuff like that. So follow us on Twitter. You'll get all the information. And on Facebook, which I think they just can search uh, Starfield Raw, right? Yeah, yeah Starfield Raw. So I'm, simple. It, it, goes, it goes straight to my phone. I will see it. I will respond if I can. I will take your questions and actually immediately start researching the answers for you. Same. So we got you. I'm, I'm on it almost all day. So, like, yeah, I'm follow. always connected to it. That makes it sound it. like you have no life. <laughs> no, I just, like... I work on a computer, so, like, I always have it pulled up on one of my tabs just in case, you know, somebody yeah. messages in so I can, you know, hit back. And I'm watching Twitter all the time, so I get it. Yeah, I, well, face. I'm always chatting with someone on Facebook at, while I'm at work if I'm at my computer, so I'm always on Facebook. I'll get the notification. We would love the interaction, people. We would love it. Yeah. And you, you can any of us- you... Any- any of you who have already messaged on one of those platforms, you know that we, we get back really quick. So just keep sending in the messages, keep sending in the questions, and, and we'll see what we can get featured on the show. You can follow us individually as well. Uh, at On Twitter, I am at the widget W-I-G-I-T. By the way, we need to stop calling it Twitter. It's not that anymore. Uh, and it's I'm X. at yeah, Rooks213. Uh, yeah, it's X now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am at the Archon 606 Thanks, everybody, and have a fantastic week, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace out, everybody. See you next week.